Self-help references on social media seem to be more popular these days, especially as many of us seek to move forward from pandemic life to something new and not quite back to normal. Perhaps it's that more of us are self-conscious as we venture out into public life, and maybe it's also that the pandemic gave many of us time to think about our mental health. Today's episode compares two very popular audiobooks published this year, and I hope it gives you food for thought. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Yana, also known as Jana, and in today's episode, I'm comparing two audiobooks about trauma. The first book is The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma by Bessel van der Kolk and read by Sean Pratt. The second book is How to Do the Work, Recognize Your Patterns, Heal from Your Past, and Create Yourself by Dr. Nicola Perla, read by Courtney Patterson. Dr. Bessel van der Kolk has spent more than three decades working with survivors. In The Body Keeps the Score, which was originally published in 2014, he uses recent scientific advances to show how trauma literally reshapes both body and brain, compromising sufferers' capacities for pleasure, engagement, self-control, and trust. He explores innovative treatments, from neurofeedback and meditation to sports, drama, and yoga. These offer new paths to recovery by activating the brain's natural neuroplasticity. Dr. Nicola Perla, better known as the holistic psychologist on Instagram, has over 4 million followers. And How to Do the Work organizes key concepts she promotes into chapters to guide an approach she's branded as self-healing. La Perla blames the diagnostic model or labeling symptoms as disorders as a roadblock to recovery. And she says these disempower patients. Side note, if you prefer podcasts to audiobooks, La Perla co-hosts a podcast called Self Healer Soundboard, which covers much of the content from her book in 40 to 50 minute episodes. La Perla encourages alternative lifestyle modalities, including mindfulness meditation and journaling, as well as joining her online community and paid program. Let's talk about audiences for these books. It seems both these titles are slightly miscategorized. Both are in the psychology and mental health section of Audible, but I describe how to do the work as a manifesto memoir of self-healing with limited references to specific data and research. Laprilla repeatedly makes broad statements that position her as an authority on human nature without much context or data. Here's a particularly grating example that made me wince. Quote, the reality is this. Few of us have any real connection to who we really are, yet we want others to see us through our layers of self-betrayal and into our core selves. Unquote. Yikes. I appreciate she's trying to convey the human capacity for holding unrealistic expectations, but this is too broadly applied to have any meaning other than positioning her as an arbiter of truth. Fundamentally, La Perla's ideas are rooted in long-standing American ideals of self-sufficiency, 
which harken back to the self-reliant individualism of Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine and the transcendental individualism of Ralph Waldo Emerson. The key word here, though, is individualism, which is practically the founding philosophy of the United States. Suffice to say, if you want your self-help book on the New York Times bestseller list, it doesn't hurt to appeal to the bedrock of American identity. La Perla's popularity also capitalizes on our collective nostalgia for ideas around reparenting our inner child and primal therapy. The original child archetype is Jungian, but it's no accident that concepts like reparenting our inner child resonated with so many in the 1970s and again in the 1990s. Everything old is new again. On a side note, this made me wonder if psychology is like fashion, where concepts like bell-bottoms and boot-cut jeans get recycled and become trendy every 20 or 30 years. Listening to La Perla discuss these concepts without much research to illustrate her points made me wonder if she's capitalizing on our nostalgia for ideas about healing, rather than doing the work of clinical research to validate her approach. So the title of her book seems a bit ironic. Complicating matters is this. Generalizations are sometimes followed by disclaimer statements for Black, Indigenous, and people of color, or BIPOC individuals, noting that their experiences with systemic oppression exempt them from following Laprilla's recommended path of individual responsibility. Laprilla's publishers likely recommended she include these statements after she was publicly criticized for statements like, we all have the privilege of choosing our mindset. In contrast, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk delivers much more than I was expecting. Yes, van der Kolk has decades of his own research to draw from, but he's also generous with referencing the work of many other people and avoids taking himself too seriously by sharing the stories of learning from his mistakes and indeed from his patients, whom he depicts with great dignity and care. These stories are expertly woven into sections on neuroscience and the history of diagnosing trauma in Western medicine, beginning in the First World War with the term shell shock and leading up to the current term of post-traumatic stress disorder coming into common use in the 1980s. I appreciate how van der Kolk's descriptions capture powerful concepts while remaining specific. Here's one of the most liked quotes according to Goodreads users, quote, Traumatized people chronically feel unsafe inside their bodies. The past is alive in the form of gnawing interior discomfort. Their bodies are constantly bombarded by visceral warning signs, and in an attempt to control these processes, they often become expert at ignoring their gut feelings and a numbing awareness of what is played out inside. They learn to hide from their selves, unquote. It's van der Kolk's dedication to solving this problem and helping traumatized people feel safe that comes through for me. He's less interested in demonizing various practices than he is in helping his patients, which is a subtle but important distinction from La Perla, who seems to spend more time explaining why various ideas and experts are wrong, rather than which therapies and ideas actually backed up with clinically significant evidence could help patients. And here's where La Perla and Vanderkolk converge, to a point. Both offer helpful insight on why talk therapy and medication, 
cognitive behavioral therapy and thinking about our problems are not effective approaches to healing trauma. Both authors provide many examples of how our bodies change through traumatic experiences. And for many sufferers, this compromises quality of life and can contribute to autoimmune conditions, substance abuse, and fractured relationships. One concept that stood out for me in both books was how some of us are so trauma-adapted, we seek out situations and relationships that can deliver a familiar neurotransmitter hit from feeling angry. So in a very real way, many people are addicted to trauma in spite of their conscious beliefs or statements to the contrary. La Perla talks about growing up in an emotionally volatile family and adopting to this as a seemingly easygoing, carefree person, yet she unwittingly sabotages her relationships as an adult by introducing conflict and tension, often to her deep regret. And it makes sense. If you've normalized conflict in your life, your behavior in relationships is conflict-oriented and conflict-dependent even. You need to actively learn skills to change those patterns. But it's not enough to simply think things through and behave rationally or calmly. You have to learn how to self-regulate your physiology using physical modalities rather than merely cognitive tools. These tools are covered in great detail by Vanderkolk, but both authors highlight the benefits of polyvagal therapy, yoga, and breathing techniques. Vanderkolk's exploration into eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy, role-playing, acting, and sports was much more extensive, though, and he had interesting clinical perspectives on these topics. Importantly, Vanderkolk highlights the value of working with different types of therapists, whereas La Perla focuses on self-healing as an individual project. Vanderkolk focuses much more on the social and group aspect of healing from trauma, too. He writes, quote, Social support is not the same as merely being in the presence of others. The critical issue is reciprocity, being truly heard and seen by the people around us, feeling that we are held in someone else's mind and heart. For our physiology to calm down, heal, and grow, we need a visceral feeling of safety. No doctor can write a prescription for friendship and love. These are complex and hard-earned capacities. You don't need a history of trauma to feel self-conscious and even panicked at a party with strangers. But trauma can turn the whole world into a gathering of aliens, Finally, when it comes to narration, both of these audiobooks use professional narrators that made them easy to listen to. But The Body Keeps the Score is more than 16 hours long, nearly twice the length of how to do the work, and it includes some deeply disturbing stories from trauma survivors, so it might not be appropriate for you to listen to. I have to admit, I'm ready to take a break from reading about trauma after finishing both of these books within a week, so keep that in mind if you attempt a deep dive on this topic. If you're deciding between these two titles, I'd recommend The Body Keeps the Score. I prefer having more information and context rather than less. That said, consider buying a hard copy if you like to make notes and bookmarks for future reference.
That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.